0: Hello and welcome to another DBSA podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books and with me is Jane Litt from Dear Author and also in the background my two dogs who have chosen this very moment to perform a brown haired wrestling match. I'll take a picture if I can. Stop doing that. That's gross. Anyway, it's podcast time. I know you're excited. Before we get started with the quiz that I gave to Jane that was evil, I have two pieces of reader mail to share with you and then we'll get into the quiz because There's nothing better for a Friday than an inappropriate quiz, right? Right. Okay. So recently we were talking about books set in Ireland and I kept talking about this cover that I couldn't remember and there were some hands and there was clover and I could see the cover and I kept looking for it and I kept looking for it and I couldn't find it. The following letter is from Emily and this is so excellently embarrassing. I had to show it to you or share it with you or whatever. Dear Sarah, so for starters i listened to your last podcast and i enjoyed it i remember later that when i was trying to read your whole blog from the beginning dear god there was a post about communion hands book covers so i googled communion hands book covers and i got a lot of catholic stuff but when i googled communion hands book covers smart I got your post about the subject, and on your post, you showed a picture with communion hands holding clovers, and it's called Herself by Leslie Carroll. I don't know if that's the book you mean or not. Yes, that's the book I mean. And I did not even think to Google my own site because I am an idiot. (laughs) So thank you, Emily. Yes, the one with the hands and the clovers and the hands with the clovers and the robe is called Herself by Leslie Carroll. And I am a big, screaming idiot. So yeah, my apologies. But that's the book I was talking about in the last podcast. This next email is from Elise, who is one of the reviewers at Smart Bitches. And now in the background is my dog attempting to chew on an acorn. Seriously, it's like they're my backup band today. Do your dogs chew on acorns? Can somebody explain to me what that's about? I don't think they smell like food, but apparently they smell like food. And I spend all my time chasing the dogs when they have acorns. Anyway, that's not a euphemism. So Elise wrote... I just listened to the latest podcast, I have so many things to say, which yeah, I totally enjoy that. On the voices in your head, which is really the best opening for a paragraph ever, right? On the voices in your head, I usually have a neutral voice in my mind, as well as a kind of token male slash female voice. If I hear an author was inspired by a celebrity for her hero or heroine, I will hear or see that person. Right now I'm reading an Elizabeth Hoyt book and Daniel Craig is starring in my brain. I often think that the heroine's voice meshes with mine's, whereas the hero is more defined, likely because I identify with the heroine more. For several years, Rich, my husband, and I commuted to work together, about 45 minutes each way. We started listening to audiobooks, but the selection at the library was crappy, so he drove, and I read out loud. We went through a lot of books that way. Even though we don't commute together anymore, we still have story time, where I read a book out loud. There are several series that we've read together and when a new book comes out, I think it would be almost grounds for divorce if we didn't read it together. The reason I mention this is that Rich told me I've started adopting different voices for different characters in series we're several books into. I didn't even realize I did that. We're 15 books into the Harry Dresden series by Jim Butcher, and Rich can identify which character is talking based on my voice without the dialogue tags. Weird, huh? He loves the reading out loud. Like, it's his second second favorite thing, sex being the first, obviously, because of his dyslexia. He is a very slow reader, so he prefers audiobooks. Reading together has allowed us to introduce each other to new genres and authors. He's gotten me into the world of sci-fi and fantasy... I've introduced him to romance, he likes steampunk, pretty meh on Regency, and thrillers. For our anniversary, I gave him reading out loud time coupons for 30-minute intervals. We're driving to Chicago this weekend, I probably won't have a voice after. Isn't that really sweet? I think that's the sweetest thing. So thank you for that email, Elise, that totally made my day. And I guess if you're getting used to performing a book, you do end up with different voices in your head. I wonder if you read the book without reading out loud, if those same voices would be in your head or if it's only when you're reading out loud. Either way, I think that's really sweet. So thank you for sharing that. And now, before we get to the quiz, I have a message from our podcast sponsor. Intermix, our podcast sponsor, would like you to know about Aaron McCarthy's Sweet, A Sexy New Romance, available for download October 15th. As always, the music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. I'll have information at the end of the podcast as to who this is and where you can buy it. But now, it's quiz time. On with the podcast. But before I forget, this is not the most child-friendly of podcasts. So if you happen to be driving around and your children are in the car with you, this might not be the one you want them to listen to because, well, the quiz is about erotica. Okay, now we're going to start the podcast. Which of the following is a real book title? Next Stop Funnel Cake, Next Stop Bumper Cars, Next Stop Ferris Wheel, or Next Stop Deep Fried Hot Dog on a Stick? Next next Stop Bumper Cars. I am sorry, you are incorrect. It is Next Stop Funnel Cake, which is by the author Heidi Champa. Although next stop bumper cars would make for an excellent male-male romance, I think. Uh, Let's see. Which of the following is a real synopsis? This is the first one. Travis Weber has been working at his uncle's amusement park part-time, but when he's unable to attend college, he starts working there full-time. Worse yet, he has to drive the train through the park every day wearing cheesy overalls. When he bumps into his high school guidance counselor... Suddenly, his new career doesn't seem like a long ride to nowhere. Or, Travis Weber has been working at his uncle's boardwalk bakery since he was a kid. But when his college funding disappears, he has to put on his apron full-time. Even though summer is a long way off, he's working long hours baking and frying familiar summertime treats. And when Deacon, his high school crush, and, and his childhood best friend stops by for a taste of summer... Travis is unable to control his desire to cook up something hot and fresh for Deacon for the winter.
1: I'm not very familiar with the MM. Uh, so you could be, there could be any kind of story and I just wouldn't know. because <laughs> I'm not up on those tropes. So the last one sounds like uh, um, an authentic story.
0: I'm sorry I made that one up. That Travis Weber and his amusement park and the train is the synopsis of Next Stop Funnel Cake. Oh, (laughs) So I don't know why it's called Funnel Cake when when the synopsis has everything to do with riding a train in overalls and, of course, hooking up with your high school guidance counselor. But I thought you
1: said that was the fake story.
0: No, 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 no. No, Next Stop Funnel Cake is a real story, and that was the real synopsis okay are you ready which of the following is not a real title of a book so we're looking for the one that's fake out of five
1: so i thought that those last stop funnel cake was false but you're saying it's true that's a real title of next stop funnel
0: cake next stop bumper cars next stop ferris wheel and next stop deep fried hot dog on a stick i made up all of those except next stop funnel cake
1: oh i thought we were trying to pick out which is the false one but whatever go ahead
0: sorry they're all fantastic i mean how do you choose
1: well because the like i said the last blurb so the blurb that you read was a false blurb
0: the one about the boardwalk bakery yes that is fake i made that up okay although i could write that i guess um okay which of the following is not a real title
1: if these are more MM books, I'm gonna pass already. No, I, they're
0: not. I'm I'm, I'm I have uh, I have funky erotica, BDSM, uh, biker gangs, and uh, supernatural paranormal. The, that was my last MM. No more funnel cake for you. Okay, which of the following is not a real title? Taken by the Trillionaires. Taken by the Wildebeest, Taken by the Minotaur, Taken by the Beast, or Taken by the Lion God?
1: And I guess the last one, it sounds so normal. (laughs)
0: Unfortunately, that is a real book. The fake one, was Taken by the Wildebeest. And you'll be pleased to know Taken by the Trillionaires is a series because there's more than one trillionaire.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that one before.
0: Yes, I had a feeling you would remember. You have a much better memory than I do. I feel kind of bad for Taken by the Beast. It seems very nondescriptive.
1: Okay. Well, I'm sure at the time it was very provocative.
0: All right. So the following one is just for you. Okay. This is BDSM Legal Erotica.
1: Which we all know I don't read. So
0: yes, neither BDSM nor legal. All right. Which of the following two synopses is a real book? Five and a half years in a state penitentiary or six and a half months as a sex slave at a BDSM dude ranch. That was the choice facing Delilah Davenport after sentencing. Which would you take? What did she take? Find Her, out her head
1: she, is already exploding.
0: <laughs> I know. Find out in dude ranch from hell. <laughs> or, you mean there's no, like, sentencing bargaining where you get to choose whether or not to go to jail or... Go to prison or be a sex slave? What's wrong with our justice system? Okay. Five and a half years in the state penitentiary or six and a half months as the personal sex slave to the BDSM addicted alien judge who is trying her case. That was the choice facing Delilah Davenport after sentencing. What would you take? What did she take? Find out in BDSM servant to the alien master.
1: All right. I want it to be the latter one because I- uh <laughs> Because obviously this person, I can't, can't even talk about it. (laughs) Is your head just completely
0: boiling over? Yes. (laughs) I think I need to buy you copies of these books as a gift. Okay. Unfortunately, Dude Ranch from Hell is a real book. Oh. But BDSM Servant to the Alien Master, I wouldn't be surprised if that became a thing sorry i saw that and thought oh i have to try that one okay i have five summaries one of these is not a real book the rest of them are real books and one of them is a real obvious giveaway two biker babes fighting over the same man seduce one another and then initiate a gangbang a biker babe longs for a normal life but finds her dream about to come true when a billionaire gets her fired and offers to compensate her for her job loss. A vegetarian
1: biker gang... interrupt, I want to interrupt. Someone sent me a BBW book yesterday. Uh, Is that Big Beautiful Woman? I don't actually know what it stands for, but I I understand that it's a niche that caters to um, people who like to read about bigger women. Right. right. But I don't actually know what the BBW stands for. I think it stands for Big Beautiful Women. But the heroine was a woman who was fired by the CEO, but then uh, told that she could keep her job if she smothers him with her breasts. <laughs> Until he's dead or just for a while? <laughs> I, I don't know how that works, but uh, that kind of reminds me of the book you're talking about <laughs> Killed by Her Boobies. <laughs>
0: to put a child safety warning on the
1: start of this podcast. This is not for children. Okay. All right. So, yeah, how is, how is that Australian reader going to explain this one to her kids?
0: I have no idea. I, there's, no, there's no euphemism for some of these crazy plots. I feel bad. I'll have to tell Kat this is not for the kids. Okay. So where was I? Biker babe longing for a normal life finds her dream about to come true when a billionaire gets her fired and offers to compensate her for her job loss. That's number two. Number three, a vegetarian biker gang issues drugs for the high-grade tofu market. The lonesome neglected postpartum wife of a new ga- biker gang member is brought to their first weekend trip and given to the gang boss by her husband, but as her breasts fill with milk and make the v- beginning of the trip very uncomfortable, she discovers that the mysterious gang leader can make her
1: and her breasts very comfortable indeed. Okay, I have to interject <laughs> another story here. <laughs> Because a very well-known author came up to me at RT a couple years ago and told me that I needed to read Milk Bitch.
0: Yes. Do you, you remember that story? You have mentioned this. Did you read Milk Bitch?
1: I I bought it and I read part of it, but I was not able to finish it. But it's all about squirting and not <laughs> from the breast because obviously the Milk Bitch, you know, right. anyway. <laughs> So that plot sounds very realistic. <laughs> yes. All right. And the last one,
0: when the daughter of an ex-girlfriend of his biggest rival comes asking for his protection, gang boss Davin turns her away. But after she offers herself to him, he decides to initiate her into the real biker gang experience. So we had two biker babes fighting over the same man. Yeah, I'm Havana gonna gang say it's bang. the
1: first one. Um because uh, traditionally speaking, if there is a love triangle, it's usually two boys and a b- girl, right, two right. men and a girl. So I'm going to say it's the first one. But I do want to uh, make another interjection. And that is Angel James sent us um, an email the other day about a book about a motorcycle club that specializes in uh, creating tofu delicacies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I found that book... Um, and tweeted about it this morning and I just want to say if you had told me that book I would have said it was false <laughs> no no I but it's called um captivated the dragons captivated the dragons and um it is a <laughs> the the here the motorcycle club specializes in in um, they're all vegetarians or vegans, and they specialize in creating tofu dishes. And their main source of income apparently is the manufacture of a legal drug that feels like meth but is only as harmful as caffeine. So I plan to read that book.
0: Yeah, I, I um, I want, I want to hear all about that one. Okay. So as you were, as you were saying, correct the vegetarian biker gang is captivated the dragons the two biker babes fighting over the same guy that is a real book that is a book called biker babe cat fight gang bang which kind of just sums up the whole <laughs> I was gonna book, say right at least the title tells you
1: exactly what you're getting yes
0: biker babe cat fight cat fight gang bang done thank you okay like you you know everything you know the you know the characters you know the plot you know the conclusion. All right, um, The Biker Babe Who Wants a Normal Life and the Billionaire Gets Her Fired, that's Biker Babe in Black, which is way less descriptive as a title. The Lonesome Neglected Postpartum Wife, that's The Biker's Milkmaid. And The Daughter Who Wants to Be Initiated into the Biker Experience, that is the one I made up. And I, didn't, I couldn't even come up with a good title for that one because, well, I just, I just couldn't do it. But if you want to give it a title, you're welcome to. You know, I have to say, on the topic of Biker Babe Catfight Gangbang, I used to complain loudly about all of the old Harlequin titles like the Virgin Tycoon Billionaire Secret Baby in the Boardroom and how the, the, all of the hookword titles were so interchangeable I couldn't tell the books apart and I hated them. And apparently my dislike of them was completely and utterly wrong because so much of what I've seen in self-publishing, especially in contemporary, is all about those hookwords. Apparently, I was very wrong about my dislike about about those titles. I mean, I can dislike them if I want to. But apparently, everyone else likes them but me. Because everything is the billionaire CEO, trapped by the billionaire, taken by the trillionaire, the wildebeest catfight gangbang. I mean, they're all very obvious plot words. And I feel very dumb. I have a set of five synopses of paranormal books. One of them is not real. Four of them are. February, airy, Felina, An ocelot shifter with a weight complex knows going out on her dirty 30 birthday is a bad idea, especially when she ends up in Charlie Wilde's bed. That's W-Y-L-D-E, by the way. The big, powerful alpha bear shifter is known in the town of Sweetwater for never having the same female twice. But that one night stand turns into a disaster when the condom breaks. Dun-dun-dun. Okay. Synopsis number two. Farron, an immortal lord of night, has hidden his secret for millennia, but a young reporter from a gossip website has caught him in the act of procuring what he cannot live without, the sexual satisfaction of biting a woman in mid-orgasm. But not just any woman. Only the most buxom, Rubenesque, and curvy of women appeal to him, the opposite of his own gaunt frame. Okay, wait, just just hold up
1: here. (laughs) Yes. She catches him and discovers his secret, which is that he likes to bite people in the midst of orgasm. Yes. Like, what is she, standing right next to him as he fucks somebody? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's been known to
0: happen, you know. Vampires get in the moment and they just forget that there are, you know, other people around. When the reporter, with curves wrapped in wool and silk, approaches him one evening for an exclusive interview, he realizes he may have met his match and his mate. Number three, senior analyst Taylor Williams knows there's an embezzler at Peterton Financial, and he's been doing everything he can to catch the crook. Unfortunately, the numbers keep adding up to him being the thief. When the corporate, when corporate sends in regional manager Philip Daniels to catch the crook, it's obvious he suspects Taylor right off the bat. Philip is gorgeous. Hey, you said no more M.M. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was wrong. There's one in here. Um, do you want me to take this one out? No, I'm okay. just
1: giving you a hard time.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> Philip is gorgeous, sexy as hell, and a hard ass. But when it comes to sexual attraction, logic can't compete. Even though Philip suspects Taylor might be the thief, he can't keep himself from bringing him into his bed time and time again. I, I, I am not, to, to, to just say I am not a very big fan of the fucking you against my better judgment trope, like, that, wouldn't that somehow affect your judgment? Like, never, never mind. No, I think it makes perfect sense. Oh, no, I'm not a big fan of fucking against my better judgment. All right. <clears throat> the Bodyguard's Princess. Lolita Chitana, daughter of a United Nations diplomat, survived an, an attempted kidnapping by a terrorist group known as the Anarchists. Hypnotized into stealing UN secrets, she's framed by the anarchists, and as part of their plan to humiliate and break her father, they plant a hypnotic trigger that any time she hears the word bitch, she will become aroused to the point of pain. She is forced to flee and go into hiding with her personal guards bodyguards asher and kent the men become unable to hide their real feelings for her after her trigger is hit they have to relieve her of her sexual torment then the men will have to fight to keep her long enough to clear her name and win her heart and finally Talia Landon, a red fox shifter with a weight complex, knew she was in trouble when she saw Ford Wilde for the first time. The alpha bear shifter was the type of male she should stay away from. It was clear he was far too experienced in sex, but what was supposed to be a one-night stand turns into mating with a wild bear. Which one of those
1: do you think is made up? Completely lost track. Okay, um, so I'll give you a quick. But I'm round gonna. Of. I'm just. I'm just gonna guess um, from my faint memory that it's the um, woman who uh, is aroused to the point of pain. Although I totally believe that that could happen. Uh, not not that it could happen in the, in real life, but that could happen in like the magical world of books. So that's the that's the blurb I'm going with.
0: Yes, it could absolutely happen. No, unfortunately, that is a real book called The Bodyguard's Princess by Anne Mayburn. You want to guess again? You want to guess another book? No. No? Okay. So February Airy Felina, the ocelot shifter with a weight complex, that's Bared for Her Bear by Jenica Snow. And the last one about the red fox with the weight complex is A Fox Between the Bears Sheets, also by Jenica Snow. So clearly... Ms. Snow is operating on a known and working formula of her paranormal erotic romances. Female animal, weight complex, male named Wild who is a bear, lots of of sex now.
1: Is there a different euphemism so it's like BBWW?
0: I don't know. Big, beautiful bear woman.
1: (laughs) Or big, beautiful wild woman or big, beautiful were woman. (laughs) There is now.
0: <clears throat> All right, let's see. Is there a
1: is there a corresponding version um in the MM? So you have BBM. You know, I so honestly instead of hard asses, there's the delicious soft buns <laughs> that can smother you. <laughs> dimply flabby asses. Yeah. <laughs> DFA. D- 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 dimply flabby. Ass. They jiggle like like it's jello and you can hear Bill Cosby yodeling in the background. Oh, God, I'm crying.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Dimpled Flabby Asses would be a fantastic series. I haven't seen any fat men, but if there's going to be any um, Rubenesque dudes, it should totally be in male Mail. I know bears is a thing, like big, hairy, manly, lumberjack-looking dudes is a thing.
1: Yeah, but isn't the... Because um, uh, Tom Clickio is referred to as a bear. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he's pretty fit. So I don't think that if no, you're a bear... bears are not flabby. Right. It just means you're big and strong and hairy. And I don't really get how Calicchio is hairy because he's bald. Maybe he has more hair places I just don't know about (laughs) that I haven't seen on TV.
0: I don't want to see that, okay? Just to be clear. I can email you some pictures if you'd like. No, No, please
1: don't. That's like my favorite television show. Mm. Don't read it
0: for
1: me. I do like
0: dimply flabby asses. Maybe we should write that series. All right, so the two uh, embezzling uh, corporate investigators, that is Hard Ass is Here by S.C. Wynn, which is kind of an interesting title. Hard Ass is Here. Okay. And then the one I made up was The Vampire's Fetish with the immortal Lord of Night who gets caught biting curvy women in mid-orgasm by a gossip site reporter. I'm so pleased. That was, you were zero for five. If I do another quiz, though, I have to do um, I have to do more less male male and (laughs) more new adult (laughs) because after a while, if you read a whole bunch of new adult synopses, they sound very similar. So I have a question from Twitter for you.
1: All right.
0: What do you think of the new choose your own adventure romances? Do you think that's a trend that's here to stay? And that's no, I would
1: like to kill it. (laughs) And I have actually not talked about it on Twitter or on my blog or on Facebook because I want to ignore that it exists. <laughs> so thanks me, for bringing it up. Sorry, tell me how you really feel. How do you feel about that? I do
0: it does not interest me in the slightest and it doesn't interest, it, and it doesn't interest me in any genre either like choose your own adventure erotica no interest whatsoever.
1: To me, there's so many things wrong with this. One, I think it violates the whole romance tenants by creating this battle between who you want to be the hero and then the then the author writes to the the majority i don't know i just don't like it it, it can exist but i don't want to acknowledge its existence i would hate that it would become a trend it, just because for my own personal reasons i don't like to work that hard and i am not a very active person like i'm not going to beat the bushes to get everyone to vote for my particular character, that seems way too much energy. And I'm not some, you know, author's publicity machine. I want to talk about books that I love, not because I want a story to end a certain way.
0: I agree with you that it sort of violates the agreement of romance, but it also bothers me because I feel like... I don't, I don't want to have to make decisions when I am reading. I am reading because I don't want to have to go make decisions in other parts of my life. I'm reading so that I can sit and enjoy and trust the author to tell a story that is good. I don't want to be involved. I don't want that involvement. And if that makes me lazy, that's fine. But it is not something that I enjoy. And I am fully aware of my own echo chamber um, in terms of what I listen to on social media. But I, I can't, I I don't see that many people talking about them either. Like, hey, here's one. And I don't say, I don't see other romance bloggers going, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was awesome. We should totally all read this. I haven't seen anyone talking about it
1: either. I saw some people talking about it and then I just blocked it out because it was so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but yeah, it's not something I want. It can, you know, it's a fine experiment, and I understand why they're doing it, because you want people to become invested in your stories, and then you want them to go and share it, and this sort of thing creates virality, they hope. And so, I mean, I guess I give them kudos for trying something new, but it's just not something I'm interested in.
0: I do not blame you, and I feel much the same way. So the answer to what do we think of the new Choose Your Own Adventure romances is we don't like it. Is it a trend that's here to stay? We hope not. But if you like them, you're more than welcome to come and tell us why you like them, because they do not appeal to me in the least. Sorry. And that's all for this week's rather inappropriate podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Future podcasts will be... You will never guess me and Jane talking about romance novels. We have one recorded already that's about what we're currently reading and how we determine when we're going to stop reading a book and how far into the book we are before we say, yeah, I'm done now. Our podcast sponsor Intermix would like you to know about Aaron McCarthy's novel Sweet, a sexy new romance about college student Jessica Sweet, who never had a problem getting naked with a guy until she has to bear her soul or lose the best guy she's ever met. You can download Sweet wherever ebooks are sold. Our music is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can follow her on Twitter, at Sassy Outwater. This is Three Ships by a UK duo called Deviations Project, which is Dave Williams and violinist Oliver Lewis. And you might be wondering, Sarah, why am I listening to Christmas music in October? Because I went to the grocery store today and... The Christmas stuff was already all over the place. It was actually warring with the Halloween stuff for Space on the shelves. Yeah, Christmas and Halloween already at war. So I figure, why not have a little bit of holiday music? If it makes you insane, don't worry. I won't bring it back till December. You can find the music from Deviations Project, who sound pretty awesome, on iTunes or on Amazon or wherever music is sold. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe to our feed. You can also like us on Facebook because you should like all the things on Facebook, right? But you can also email us if you have an idea or you have a suggestion. Our email address is sbjpodcast at gmail.com. We love email. You can also call and leave us a message on our Google voice number, which is one 371 dbsa Please do not forget to leave your name and where you're calling from so we can include your message in an upcoming podcast. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, Jane and I wish you the very best of reading.